that is a cool, cool song. What is that kind of feel that it had to that drive? Is it kind of like a just a swing? I like the swing. swing. I'm digging the swing. How are you, gang? Good. Good. <laughs> Y'all are asleep. Hello. Hello. Y'all awake? Yeah. All right. Kyle, how are you, boy? Let folks get settled here for a second. Then I'm going to get you right back up. <laughs> Does anybody need to do that? <laughs> Just kind of let life go for a little bit. It's pretty cool. Thanks for walking yourself in the door, guys. You're in a safe place. Welcome home. You can relax. You can kick your feet up a little bit if you want to. Hey, boy, Drew. Here in a little bit, we're going to talk about self-control. But before we do that, man, I always want to give ourselves a, a shot and a chance to make sure that we know one another. You see, you're portable pastors. That's, that's what we're raising up. Portable pastors. That's who you are. Some of you don't know it yet. Some of you don't believe it quite yet. But if you've said yes, you're a portable pastor. And our heart and our desire and our just absolutely rhythm of who we are is to make sure that you are reminded of that each and every time that we get together. You see, because if you believe that, and these are, these are just the coolest stickers ever. It's the uh, Believe It's Got Live on there. And you will live out who you believe you are. We're, we're going to find that out even a little bit more tonight when we talk about self-control. And the thing is, is that who are you? Who are, who are we? And how we're becoming portable pastors is what I'm finding is that for years and years and years and years, gang, we as a body of Christ have been taught the answers to the questions that you'll be asked in a setting such as this. And they're great that you know the answers, but I want to know and make sure that you know why you say your answer. And because if that gets undone, and all it has to do to get undone is for someone to ask, why do you believe that? Why do you believe Him? Then your, your house of cards falls real quick. And so that's my desire, man. That's Deb's desire. And that's your desire because I see how you live life with people and the fact and that you know who you are in Him. And that you can stand in when someone asks you why you believe what you believe, but more importantly, it's a who. Who do you believe? And when you got that one, you will live out this life, man, that's incredibly rich and it's messy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy messy. Because, see, you'll learn to live life raw and honest with each other. You won't hide. And if someone does start to hide from you, you'll chase them down. And so you're not going to hide from me. Because now it's why it's called Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. And I was blind, 
but now I see. And it was folks that were willing to step in the mess that helped me see. That's you. Man, I'm glad to be in this room with y'all. Golly, Bill. We got one leaving. Bill, raise your hands. Woo! Bill's out of here. <laughs> Amen, Bill. We're going to celebrate you at the, at the very end um, when we do communion, if you would. Um, if, you would if you would stand over here. Now, gang, last time I talked, you are heading to back to Oklahoma. He's, he's heading back to Oklahoma. A new man. Right? Amen. Thanks for sharing part of your life with us. We will forever be connected through Jesus. So when, he, when we do that at the very end, if you would uh, pray over Him, touch Him, look Him in the eyeball, tell Him you love Him, let Him tell you He loves you back, then we'll send Him out of here full. Alright? Y'all ready to greet one another? Up and at Him. Hug a neck. Hug a neck. Oh, snap a doubt. Ready for school? Nope, but it's on the. found the microphone. It works. Hello and thanks for calling. You have reached my goodness. <laughs> he says no. Hey. Caleb, you want to pray for us? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Caleb's going to lift us up. Hey, baby. Alright. Dear Lord, uh, thank you for this, uh, another great day. And um, uh, I pray that you just, uh, just quiet my mind. Um, it's just going crazy. I don't know if it's school or coming up or I don't know. But, uh, Right now, it's just going crazy, and I pray that uh, you remove any distractions um, in this room right now, um, and let our um, 
our hearts and our minds focus on the word that you are about to speak through Bivo tonight. And uh, I pray that your name be glorified through it all. In his name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, you can find on your screen or in a book, Second Peter. Man, thanks to Jordan last week and then Dotson a couple of weeks ago. Um, Jordan last week talked about time and transparency and trust and, and what that looks like as we spend life intentional with one another and, and to just have the willingness to, number one, spend time. And that in that time, you know, am I being transparent? Am I willing to allow folks to love me where I'm at in that moment? And am I willing to love others where they are, regardless of where I think they're supposed to be, and to release that? <laughs> and, uh, and then trust. And he, he just nailed it in going that we trust God, our relationship with God, um, through the times that in relationships when they get a little bumpy. And we've said it here often, if there's not healthy conflict in your relationships, then someone's lying. Someone's lying or hiding in the relationship. So there has to be healthy conflict in it. And that's the uh, source of the Spirit of Christ within us that carries us through those moments when we're wanting to hide from one another, and we don't. Okay? So we're at Second Peter. This is going to be a reminder. I'm going to go back a couple of weeks ago. We talked about hitting the refresh button. You know, that a lot of times at life, you know, that we have this tendency to want to start over. You know, if you're, if you're anything like me, you know, Monday was always coming. Monday was good. I was going to get to start over. I was going to get to start fresh. This Monday, I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do. And I'm hesitant to label anything because it may not hit yours in particular, and so it's whatever that is in your life that you just desperately don't want to be in your life anymore. <laughs> right? And so we just keep hitting. We just reminded ourselves that I can hit the refresh button because see, this Jesus that's inside me through the Holy Spirit is everlasting. Never ending. Constantly replenishes. And our refresh button is that we're reminding ourselves that we are who He says we are. And that we have to know who He says we are in order to keep hitting the refresh button in order to keep getting these fresh starts. And it comes moment by moment. And we say, well, how do we know that we have that, Bivo? Well, we went to Second Peter. It's in the first chapter. And we're going to start in the third verse. So it says, by His divine power, that's, that's God, by His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life i got to say that again because see, a lot of times in just in our prayer we say, Lord, take this away. Father, will You just get rid of this for me? And, and I'm having fun here a little bit because God can handle it. He's, he's going, I did, I, hey, Bivo, hello, I didn't give that to you. <laughs> Bivo, I, I didn't give you worry. Bivo, I didn't give you anxiousness. Bivo, I didn't give you fear. So you, you remember, I gave you everything to get through it. It's called the empty tomb. It's called me inside you. It's dunamis. It's powerful. Bivo. Woohoo! And so if we just started to change our prayer life, and going, Father, thank you that I'm going to get through this word. That you, Father, thank you that you have given me everything I need to get through this moment. 
would it start to change us a little bit? Would our trajectory in life start to move in a different pattern? Would we start stepping differently? And so he goes on to says, he says, we have received all of this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. Verse 4, and because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature. Whose nature? What is His nature? And whose do we share in? His. And so has anyone ever accused you of being an enabler? (laughs) Said, man, you're just enabling them, Bibbo. You don't want to enable them. God through Christ is the big time enabler. So that we can share in His divine nature to get through the very thing that we're asking to be taken away that He said, I've given you everything to get through it. And so it means that we have this constant fellowship, this, this unbreakable bond with Him within us that is a divine nature. And so it starts to make sense at the very end of what Peter is saying here. He's going, look, and escape the world's corruption caused by what? By us. Human desires. And so what are our desires? Well, sometimes it's those desires that want us to hit the refresh button, right? It's, it's those, sometimes those things that gets us to where we go, man, I'll be glad when Monday gets here because I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to do that one anymore. And so we go on and we say, now we've got this new bent. And the big question comes is going, How? Because we have these choices. And the answer to that question, gang, is self-control. <laughs> Come on, everyone just get in here and start laughing with me because it's a fruit of the Spirit. And so you remember about a month or a month and a half ago, we started talking about how the Spirit gives gifts, right? And there was special knowledge and... Uh, just discernment, the, the speaking in tongues, the interpreting of those tongues, the languages. But the Spirit also gives, has fruit. And one of those fruits is, is self-control. And so if we have this divine nature, but we're also having to escape world's corruption caused by our human desire, then isn't it okay to allow folks to know that we're in this constant battle? The answer is yes. But most of the time when we walk around in Christendom, everything is okay. I've got, no, everything's good over here. I'm not, are you, got any struggles? Got, got anything going on in your life? No, no, mm-mm, not at all. That, that's the biggest bunch of baloney ever. <laughs> There's something at some point during our day, just look at your inventory of the day. What today drove you nuts that you didn't want it to? Was there something in today that caused you angst? Was there something in today that caused you frustration? Was there something in today that you just didn't want it to go the way that it did and you got mad? Anyone? There's six of us. 
seven, eight, nine. There's more hands. Yeah. It's okay to raise your hand in here because if you didn't raise your hand, you're lying. And we're going to pray for y'all, y'all over here later. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to point you out. Just kidding. You're in a safe spot. But stop the lying. Turn over to Galatians so you'll know I'm not telling you a fib. It's Galatians 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Now remember guys, whose nature are we sharing in? Okay, so when these fruits come bearing out, whose fruits are they? But He has to have vessels. Remember, He's called the, the potter. We're pots. We're clay. He molds us. And so since He gets to roar through us, what, is he, what, is, what are we allowing Him to roar through us? Well, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and doggone it, there it is, self-control. There is no law against these things. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified Him there. Wow. What's your week before the I want to start Monday desire that you want to nail to the cross of His and crucify it? And so if you're anything like me at all, it's when I got there, I'm going, I'm reading that list and I'm going, okay, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'm going to flip. It, it almost kind of seems like an add-on to me. It's just like, you know, Jesus was in the boardroom and He's having this meeting with, with all the guys and He said, hey, I'm pretty sure this is the fruit that we're going to produce in people that believe me. Uh, guys, what do y'all think? And he starts going down there and everybody's going, yeah, yeah. Joy, love, peace. Yeah, yeah, Lord. That groovy. Come on. Yeah, let's do that. And, and so everyone kind of thinks that it's over. And he goes, oh, hey, wait a minute, guys. We're going to put self-control in there too. Had I been in the boardroom, I'd been going, really? Why? Why self-control? How can that be a fruit, Lord? We're about to find out. Because see, just... just Sentences later, after we just read that we share in whose nature? Alright. And we've just read that those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross so that we can produce this fruit. Look at what we get to read. Go back to 2 Peter chapter 1. And it says in verse 5, in view of all of this, Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness. So self-control must be important in our lives. But yet again, how? What is self-control? 
What does that actually mean? I mean, we had some fun with it this week. If I can remember when I was out of control in certain areas in my life, that I exhibited zero self-control when it came to saying things like, Deb, I promise you that I will never drive with the kids drunk again. And before the end of the week, being behind the wheel. No self-control. Did not know how to hit the refresh button. Did not know there was a refresh button of Christ within me. Until someone steps in with me to start walking. And so now the things that where we are to exhibit self-control, I first have to find out, what is it? It's not white-knuckling it. I've tried that. I've, I've done that for 90 days. Alright, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm really going to button up this time. I mean it this time. You ever done that to yourself? You've had those self-talks? I really, really mean it. You know, even get in the mirror. Come on, you! We're not doing that anymore, are we? And you're shaking your head and all along you're going, how are you going to stop? Because see, you've got to know why you're getting on that particular thing that you're wanting to hit refresh button on so much. We look at the end result instead of looking way up here and remembering that we have a divine nature. Self-control, what it really means in the old Hebrew when it first came out, you know what it meant? Sober thinking. That's how it was translated. Sober thinking. Paul, when Paul talks about it in the New Testament, you know what he's saying when he's talking about self-control? He's saying, don't be intoxicated with the world. Don't be intoxicated with the ideas of the world. Have sober thinking. That's self-control. What areas in my life am I not thinking in a sober fashion? You see how self-control had zero to do with what they're saying about a behavior, but a heart set. Everything to do about our heart set is going, do you believe you have the divine nature to be able to in that moment when you're wanting to? Gang, has there ever been a week that you've not gone through where you've not, um, let me see how to phrase this, where you've had some of the craziest thoughts come through your life? You've had some of the craziest motions come through your life that you didn't ask for. Did you wake up Monday and say, I can't wait on Tuesday at 4.45. I'm going to get so flipping mad right then. Do we ever do that? So, we, But it, at times on Tuesday at 4.45, doesn't that come across us? And so don't we want to know that in that moment, am I having sober thinking in this moment? Have I allowed myself to be intoxicated with the ideas of the world in this moment with this person that I'm chatting with, that I'm living life with? And so we see that if you're, if even Webster's Dictionary defines it, it's a cognitive process that is necessary for regulating one's behavior. We can all take a deep breath. How many of us would like to exhibit more self-control within our life in particular areas of life? All right, everyone raise their hand. Great. Those that were going to be over here, 
and we were going to talk about y'all about lying a while ago, you're out of that corner. You're out of that timeout corner. You're here. Right, all of us. All of us. Gang, it's so freeing for me that we can see the writers of the book write about crazy. And so we can glean from it and learn how to walk through it ourselves. So the number one step for us to do, this is very, I'm, we're, we're about to equip you. The number one step is to admit areas of your life where you lack sober thinking. Then, after you've admitted that to yourself, find someone that you would be willing to admit that with also in order to get folks, as I call it, in your bunker. Folks that you know that are safe. Folks that you know that you can help coach them up how to care for your heart. And they, in turn, coach you up on how to care for their heart. It's a fruit of the Spirit. So here's, here's how we're going to... After you've made those first two steps, then as you're living in life, whose nature are you going to believe? Whose nature are you going to give energy to? In those moments when you're not having sober thinking, are you going to recall that you have a divine nature? Or are you going to recall that this is a desire that I'm going to go ahead and satisfy by the way that I've been satisfying it all my life? I'm going to hit the refresh button. I'm going to trust the refresh button within me, the Jesus within me, His divine nature to carry me through not going that next step. He will stop you. It's His promise. Always gives us an out. Always gives us an escape. Divine nature versus sinful nature. So it shows that we're in this constant... And here's the thing, gang, as we start to wrap this up. Here's what happens. Here's what this is showing. There is an enemy that's after you. You operate from a place of victory. That's a lot of head nodding. Come on. You operate from a place of victory. You operate from a place of authority. You operate from a place of power because of the divine nature, Jesus Christ's name that you have said yes to. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? In those moments, it's tough, isn't it? Heck yeah. And at some point, I, don't, I may not really understand how to fashion this out. Guys, when it's moment by moment. When God is the God of our moment, He will become the God of our lives. When God, when God is the God of our moment, when God is the God of our choices, when we believe that He is in our divine nature, that His divine nature conquers, that we are operating from a place of victory, He becomes the God of our lives. And so you see how much more it goes way outside a room like this? And goes that when you walk on a university or when you walk into a school or when you walk into work, that you are portable pastors. That when you walk into the room, it immediately becomes a place of worship because of who's inside you.
2 Timothy, you'll have to write this one down because at times we, in this struggle, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Nope. God has not given us a spirit of fear and being timid, but of power, love, self-discipline. It's another word for self-control. So now I can start to see how the fruit of the spirit of self-control is actually one. Do you have sober thinking? Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Don't let anybody talk you out of that. Be encouragers. Be motivators. As we have sober thinking, as we allow ourselves to release ourselves from the ideas and being intoxicated with the ideas of the world, our walls are fortified. Our walls and our boundaries are fortified. We know how God wants to move through us. And you start to release yourself and chase His passion within you recklessly. And so I just want this last piece as we start to think. and it, This is an application piece. Is that you see, you get a chance to show the world which God you believe. You show a world that you believe that God is the Creator of you, that you are equipped with the Holy Spirit when you, when you tell the enemy no in those moments that you've been saying yes to. I don't know what they are for you, but it's not bigger than Him. It is not bigger than Him. And so here's the last thing. I know I'll one more you to death. I'm just wondering, what if? What if I were a little more patient with myself? What what if I was a little more kind to myself? What, What if I just was able to treat myself a little more gently? What if I exhibited just a little more patience with myself? You see where I'm going? What if I, on the fruits of the Spirit, exhibited them to me first? And if I was a little more loving to myself, would there be such a strain for self-control? Would I be able to relax that one? a little bit if I were just a little more gentle in how I treated myself. I believe so. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love You. We thank You that You have equipped us with everything we need, Lord. And so now we, just, we get the process of learning how to believe. Father, learning how to live. Father, and it's not a place of checking off this list on, hey, this is what we do and then we're all set. Father, everything about us being set is on You. Father, we thank You that our righteousness is based on You. We thank You that our acceptance is based on You. 
And Father, we get all of the gifts and the fruits from the gift giver. So Lord, thank You for, for loving us through the empty tomb of Christ. Father, I pray that if there's someone here tonight that hasn't made that first yes to You, that they would start to learn how to be equipped in saying no to unhealthy thinking. And Father, start joining with others that are saying, man, we're learning too. And so we want to unite ourselves with others out in our universities and out in the schools and in our workplace. But Father, most importantly, starting in our home, how can we show the fruits of the Spirit within our home tonight? Starting with ourselves. So Lord, it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.